So, hello everyone. Um, welcome to the FemCast, where we talk about everything related to dance. Hi, I'm Arian. I'm the president of the Monash Dance Society. We are the dance club based on Monash University's Clayton campus. Um, I'm Zui. I'm the president of Flair. We're based on the University of Melbourne. Um, hello everyone, my name is Anne and I'm the president of AOS of Swinburne. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm the president of Funkadelics based in RMIT. My name is Ashley and I'm from MMJ Dance, which is the dance club on Monash Caulfield campus. For today, we have a very special guest, Luel, who is a prominent dancer, choreographer, and business owner in our Melbourne dance scene. And I'm just going to introduce him for a little bit. So from humble beginnings, he's, he's now a, a major player in Melbourne's choreography scene as a creative and a mentor. And within the uh, last decade of dancing, he has directed and choreographed to many award-winning shows for popular Melbourne crews such as B-Code and Pop-Tarts. And he was the 2015 and 16 champion of Grounded Battle of the Arts which, as everybody knows, is a very big Australian competitive scene in dance. So, welcome to our humble podcast, where we talk about all things related to dance. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't know you guys had a bio. Did I give that in? Um, no, no I, just, I just took it somewhere. <laughs> I like it. Uh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Hello, everyone. Right, cool. Yeah. So let's just start with uh, some basic questions. So, yeah, it may be a little bit, you know, quite a trip down memory lane, but could you tell us a little bit about how you started your dancing journey and who or what were your past influences that kind of kick-started your passion for dancing? Right on, the origin story. Okay, um, let's see. So I've been dancing for about 15 years now, but my dance journey would probably be something that just started from when I was a young age. Uh, being a Filipino in the western suburbs, my parents used to hold like a lot of parties at their house, playing mahjong, dads would play, uh, do, do the barbecue, play poker, have drinks, and sometimes there'll just be music and then they'll just like have a boogie. So like dancing was like really uh, normal for me. It was really normal around my uh, household and my culture growing up. And I think what really pushed me over the edge, pushed me over the edge, what really made me want to like dance or even just assume that it was like a cool or okay thing to do or something that I wanted to pursue or actively do was probably when like I was, I was still in army school and just seeing, I remember I, I watched, what was it? I was watching TV hits on a Saturday morning and I saw Backstreet Boys, Everybody's Back. Is that Backstreet's Back? Every, everybody. And then that was, I think that was the first time I ever saw choreography. And I just thought it was wild. Yeah, I, yeah, that just threw me over the edge. I thought that was wild. I think additionally to that, just a standard MJ fan, my dad used to buy all the DVDs uh, where it would show like all his music videos and concerts. And I think one of my favorite ones was the 1996 MTV Movie Awards, the one where he does Dangerous. So I might have gotten that, um, that year wrong. But that I used to play over and over again. I think that's what kind of grew the performer in me. Just wanting to be on stage like MJ. I remember there's like a scene where a kid comes in. I'm like, oh my God, I could be that kid. So yeah, I think it was just, I was just like influenced by natural social dancing and the idea of being on stage and performing and having that kind of like spotlight. I think I was really big on the spotlight. I'm still yet to understand where that actually comes from within me. But yeah, that, that really kind of, yeah, just naturally made me love dance. Fast forward into year eight. I, so dancing kind of just like went away. You know, when you go into high school and then you got to start like dealing with being a teenager. So that's pretty hectic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And then so while I was doing that, that's when the discovery of YouTube, I found out that like you can learn tutorials of YouTube. So I was watching um, popping, popping tutorials. And then I got really caught up in the sea walk game. So clown walking and dare I say crip walking. There's actually like a full big difference like in the way they're fundamentally done. Um, and I got really involved in that scene and it's just like an online forum scene, but that, was, that really acted as a gateway into just dance, like in the broadest like 
idea of it of the popping locking breaking all that kind of stuff and then i kind of like to say that uh, i it ended up allowing me to major in popping as like a, a pure focus um but i do give a lot of thanks to the whole seawalk community and grind of just like wanting to train at home by myself film my feet and then put it online for people to see judge critique and it really allowed me to do the same with my popping where i would film myself just chuck it on youtube because i knew that was the only way i could grow i didn't know where i could learn like my parents were very um they didn't really let me out I'm not saying they're like strict but <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i just wasn't really like a going out kind of kind of kid until like for the year 11 and 12 that might be wrong but that sounds right to me but then yeah and then kind of fast forward kept popping dancing just in the youtube space kind of made a little bit of a name for myself at school and then when i went to the next vce campus i met this girl named olivia shout out to olivia who brought me to her dance studio urban force which is now urban nation so a big shout out to lisa and cyrus for being my like my very first official mentors mentors in dance and then um I went there just for popping, purely popping. I was in love with popping, and then Lisa was like, "You should be in the senior team, the comp team." And I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a go." You know, what I mean, you get an opportunity. It's just I, like a lot of my dance journey was just opportunity after opportunity, with the fortunate like of me just really enjoying it. I, I was just kind of so blinded by the experience of the now that I didn't really get too crippled. by the thought of being bad or anything like that. I was just really enjoying the ride. And I think that just kind of like shot out this energy to allow me to just kind of like follow. Then so I spent like a year or two at Urban Forest. That's where I met my good friend Tristan, Randy, Nikki. We made Pop-Tarts. We we in our second year of Pop-Tarts, we went over to HHI. <laughs> that was that was really that was a real good trip. And then um got scouted by B code over at Urban Forest and then I spent a good minute with B code. I feel like that's where I I made a lot of my growth progress where I learned a lot about dance, uh, being in a team, all that kind of stuff. And then from there, I ended up leaving B code, more of a personal journey kind of thing. Uh really wanting to grow more and understand my body more. Uh when you're kind of like directing so much, uh people are looking to you for motivation. all the time you kind of lose track of like who's giving me motivation and so i really needed that personal space to understand who i was who i am what i want to do with this whole dance thing and uh within that journey and exploration i ended up making inner movement uh, understanding the lessons that dance has actually taught me the the strength it has built within me and so i became motivated to share those lessons so i think i'm still on that journey of inner movement uh sharing connecting with people more more than my dance training if that makes sense my physical dance training more on the understanding of the the inner movement you know what i'm saying uh just wanting to be that that side uh of the dance segment to be that contribution you know what i mean i feel like there's a lot of like oh bless you I feel like <laughs> there's a lot of yeah it's a lot of dance training not enough like mental training cuz I'm sure we all know how how much our mental game can or even spiritual game can really get in the way or optimize our dance practice overall. So that's 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 honestly a super brief like over the course I mean on 29 yeah 29 now so that's just like a really brief um history but we you can definitely just holler at me and then I can break it down more but yeah yeah for sure so you you mentioned that your dance style has uh gradually went from uh you know uh walking uh up until pop and now you said that it's been varying over a little bit so what's the the best way to describe what it is right now and and like would you say that um it's more of like an amalgamation of everything that you've you've been learning than an actual you know fundamental style yes totally that brother yes totally that i i feel like i'm definitely le- my my journey as a dancer is definitely in the direction of lowell as a dancer rather than lowell the popper or lowell the choreographer or there i say urban <laughs> choreographer 
it's like I think my something that I really appreciate about myself that I've found within the past year is just my natural appreciation for all dance and movement, which has allowed me to learn more than just one style and really enjoy dance from all different angles. Uh, I think the biggest issue that I face is trying to understand how to like fuse and combine that into something that feels natural and how do you say like find my own self acceptance in that especially when you're in a in a scene where like you can get like an identity crisis where it's like you get just poppers and you're like oh should i just be a popper and then you get just crumpers oh should i just be a crumper and it's like man it's it, it's it's very difficult to just be yourself when you like so many different things so I feel like I'm still on that journey but I'm definitely aiming for just like Lowell as a style like what kind of uh what appeals to Lowell in terms of movement what's natural like I know that I'm very like isolated smooth I really like flow that definitely changed over time but I feel like so understanding that I I like isolations flow I like subtle grooves and then knowing that I can bring that over to a whole bunch of different dance styles and just know that still the well that's the kind of like direction i feel like i'm going in before you read the next one i just wanted to follow up on the previous one yeah totally when you're talking about like trying to find your own sense of like self and not putting a label i'm just curious like in the process of doing that is it really more about looking inside and trying to figure out what naturally comes to you or do you also look at things like maybe your culture to try and figure that out yeah totally um i i believe it's a combination of both uh you definitely need to go about life i mean it starts from the inside but you live in the outside you know what i'm saying like you have to definitely consider both feel like things like the way your beliefs your values uh the way you perceive the world the way you receive information is a that's like your inner game like you got to you definitely have to like condition that reflect on that yeah just put in that inner work at the same time it's important to understand like what things outside of you are influencing that inner game like for example like you said your culture the society you live in the systems that you live in in your different communities like that's probably why like we act differently in different places because there's just so many different systems that we kind of just naturally abide by so it's good to question that as well in terms of like trying to understand the self with that i think that's where it's important where you it's always good to have kind of a like an awareness like to practice an awareness whether i think it, that practice is different with everyone do you know what i mean like there's people who like the most like common ones are like meditation or journaling but even like i think that's why it's important to be practicing something like us as dancers we're constantly facing ourselves in our training in our creating so i think that's why that that's what allows us to grow that gives us the advantage and you can say that with any art or craft or sport that's why these people become such high performers or find like a certain type of joy or happiness in life because they're able to identify with those crafts that grow them hopefully that answers that question but that's my belief anyway yeah for sure um so we know that you founded the inner movement and from what we've gathered it's a dance service aimed to provide unique dance expressions experiences and an anchor to establish and build a positive dance culture here in Melbourne can you tell us a little bit more about the reasons why you decided to start in the movement and its philosophies heading forward yeah totally um Yeah, I I created in a movement like I said like in my journey of really really looking inwards, trying to understand who I am, how to become better. Uh, I felt like before in a movement, I was looking outwards for everything. Even in like especially with dance, like oh, I got to got to do this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And it wasn't until I like as soon as I became aware of focusing that that attention inwards, that my life instantly became better my perspective on life became better it became more enjoyable but it's funny that awareness soon turns into a storm it's almost like a curse so 
like awareness you start realizing all the, everything but um over time definitely the practice of it gets better and you become stronger and so additionally to that like i was just seeing how how much how, how grateful i was for dance how much things i learned um, the things it provided for me and i just wanted that same gift for everyone else like all the courage that I've gained like I used to be really timid and shy like I used to be the kid that if you're in class and the teacher's talking I would hide behind another kid so I make sure I don't make eye contact so the teacher doesn't choose me for a question like I used to be that kind of kid I just I did not want attention I was I just didn't know what what I wanted <laughs> and dance just kind of made me who I am today like I remember a good friend of mine Melvin he uh he bcode he used to um he was the one that told me that you can transfer what you learn in dance over to life and i was like oh you know what i mean and so it's like all these lessons i've learned it's like oh man I, people need to like especially dancers I, i saw a lot of dancers kind of just like going about it without this kind of introspection and i'm like man like i want to share with you what i've learned and so yeah that's that's pretty much how i i found it in the movement i just went at it I think uh, so the philosophy is for in the movement man that's being a lot of it has to do with just like growth uh, understanding and kind of like being aware of your experience that like you can condition that you can condition your experience by by growth by educating yourself taking action practicing that practicing the in, inside will make the outside experience so much more better yeah that's that's pretty much like the the philosophy of it in a nut- in a nutshell just focusing inwards to make the outward experience better and then using dance because like dance is a full body full it's a full experience you require the mind body and spirit to experience it and it, it's it's also a very social thing so it's a like it's a full experience of life when you dance so i feel like it's one of like the best practices when it comes to understanding yourself Uh, and I was going to say like building on that social aspect how, how do you feel that dance has kind of built I guess in your social life has it made you like you say a lot of dance has made you who you are today I do think that that's reflected how you react interact with your friends and the way that you are like socially now Yes Yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I think especially coming from the crew culture like when you're in a crew you you struggle so much as a team you know what i mean like you really learn how it is to be with people at their worst <laughs> but i would kind of put my hand up for being the person who would be the worst to be around <laughs> especially back then i think I, i like i learned a lot from my crew life and kind of looking back and being like oh my god i was the worst person to be directed by <laughs> a lot of anger and i'm so glad that i have realized that sorry to all the people that i was angry to in the past just know that i i'm not i have no excuse i'm sorry <laughs> i'm different now <laughs> but yeah like it it allowed me to understand people better like you can't just keep pushing people when like they're going through something at home but like you want to get a show down it's like no you you got to understand these people and i had to learn the hard way of course and so yeah it really taught me how to understand people better. On the flip side of that, it told me how to f- have fun with people. You know what I mean? Like just having a jam with them, dancing. Like when I used to have a lot of parties, I don't party that much anymore. Two kids really tires you down. Um <laughs> but when I used to party a lot, like one of my favorite times in the party was when like me and the boys were just so like hyphy, we put on music and we just dance. and we're sharing a dance like that's part of the party and it's just like i don't know that's just like that's just that's just dope it's just fun and even like without the party just wanting to meet up to freestyle wanting to meet up to collab wanting to meet up just cause and then suddenly music starts playing and then we're like we're, we're dancing for the next 4 hours that's a vibe man that's a vibe so it's a great way to just experience people in all aspects for sure for sure so like i uh, i noticed that you've been an and like really energetic advocate for the Melbourne dance community and you know you've been creating um things like project humble in collaboration with PDHT and Muku for example in uh, in you know in hope to to gather uh, or like a bit make a bigger dance community that's a lot more closer than just individuals trying to be become better 
and you also voiced your opinion on the fact that you know dancers in Melbourne have been uh, steadfastly trying to grow as an individual, but uh, are lacking in in communal and spiritual value. Can you you know elaborate a little bit more on that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. I, I do believe this full, this really stems from the way uh, the generation that I grew up in in terms of uh, the dance community, more specifically the choreography community, where it was just heavily segmented. You can ask anyone who was in my generation, like the common conversation was, oh, we're so segmented, nobody kicks it with each other, crews don't mingle. Like if, if you got, if people were like jumping crews often, you, you people would be talking behind your back, calling you, I, I don't know if it's, uh, what is it? No, I, it's not, I don't think it's good to say on here, but <laughs> yeah. yeah um, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I, no profanity. But yeah, I, I come from a generation where things weren't passed down to us. And there was so much competition with each other that it didn't grow the community because people were like it's just their own like kind of whether it was a crew or the or the individual mostly crews back then but it was a, a individual like pursuit it wasn't like a long-term dance community of course there's people in the community who were doing things like a big shout out to like Arna the UEG boys like they were like running comps and things to bring us together the, the homies running city sessions and like it, it, it was it was really I, I straight away felt it was unhealthy just like not being able to mingle or I, like I was, I, it was just one of those we all dance though why don't we just all kick it why don't we all just go together and I think like where Melbourne is at the moment is a consequence of that where like you look at places at like Sydney where they have like comps or battles that have been going like they're in their like 10th year 11th year and ours like there's no consistency there's nothing's really been passed you're not being passed on because no one's actually like doing things together so that's really pushed me in a way to be like you know i mean like i, I definitely felt like i had to earn my stripes first though like this is a belief i had a very long time ago but you know I mean, with anything you have to you have to kind of earn your respect and I felt like maybe only in the past year or two, like I wouldn't say I completely earned my respect. However, I was at a stage where I felt confident in making a move. And if I, you know what I mean? If, it was, if, it, if this kind of idea stuck with me for, oh man, like, like five to six plus years, you think you make a move, right? So like Project Humble, just kind of connecting with people, involving myself in the freestyle world as well. That's just like really just an appreciation of dance, just showing that like, yeah, you know, it's funny because people say, oh, like you involve yourself in choreography and freestyle. And it's like, because it's all dance. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So I feel like, I think with the rise of social media as well, um, the idea of that like solo teacher traveling the world, like that's so like delicious for the mind. However, like dance is built off like the social connection. It's built off something that we experience together. And I think that's what's kind of, that's definitely what is missing and why dance is becoming more of like an anxiety game you know what I mean? Like we're supposed to be chilling, having fun together, sharing the movement, sharing the music. <laughs> However, it's become an, an anxiety game of I gotta get good. Oh man, like where am I gonna take this whole dance thing? Am I gonna make a career or should I stop because there's no point in dancing? It's like, no, we dance because it's fun. You get to dance with other people, it's something you share with other people. And not to say that, look, I. I'm fully guilty maybe like three to four years ago of being in that zone right now, oh, just all me, all me. But I think like long enough, you start to feel when something is lacking the spirit, something feels wrong, something feels off and it doesn't become enjoyable anymore. So I think like, I, I, I it can't just be me. Like it can't just be me saying, hey, let's get together. Like we, we, if we're a part of it, we all have to be active with it. And I think it just starts with 
for example if you're listening to this right now it's like oh yeah true just questioning yourself like oh what am i doing am i just calling the friends to have a dance or am i only seeing the friends because we have a show or am i only training because i i want to be better than this person or that person i want to get good because of this that it's like or man this song's tight and you start dancing to it and you tell your friend hey have you heard this song listen to these beats it's tight you have a go at it um and then you meet up together and you experience a song together um i feel like that's happening less and less well you know what from my perspective anyway i i, I don't i can't see into the lives of everyone however i don't know i'm just not seeing the spirit so yeah so you know in creating uh project tumble what what are you envisioning for the future like um what what are the some of the steps that we can take like you know the baby steps that we can take as a community to start being more like community um than in a, a group of individuals mm so so project tumble was just to kind of bring people together so they can start so people just know who each other are like oh i didn't know you dance oh i didn't know that person danced and then kind of just connecting to then hopefully just you know i mean the hope was kind of like oh i i i met you at blueprint oh let's let's meet up and dance or i met you at blueprint let's meet up and collab where people are just doing dance things outside outside of the studio or competition or battle zone it's just oh we're just meeting up to dance i feel like what what our community needs is more dance situations where something that i learned from a class with buddha stretch just this morning was that people need to stop dancing at each other and with each other and i'm like heck yeah i feel like we're so busy performing that we're not just enjoying the dance with each other so uh, in in the practical sense something that i i can't wait till lockdown is over to just be like hey let's meet up get a speaker at the park and let's just like kick it <laughs> do you know what i mean and then see what happens just i think there just needs to be more like less official dance situations but more official like kickbacks with music <laughs> do you know what i mean but yeah i don't know, I, i don't know how practical that actually is because that's like a that's like a like a mindset or decision thing right like do you actually want to dance in the park in front of whoever is there <laughs> yeah. that's what i believe anyway i believe it just needs to be more outside of the studio situations Yeah, I think it's uh, in my opinion at least it's uh it's a lot like a balancing act between getting good and also you know just enjoying yourself. I guess I wanted to ask a bit more about your perspective on like the dance community and the dance scene in Melbourne because you've been here for um, a lot longer than um than us and you you've lived through a few um, generations and you've seen like the newer ones come up and like start their own thing um just just wondering what what do you feel about i guess like the glue that bonds dancers together like i i see i've only been here for like two about two years so i don't really know much but in the time that i've um seen dancers in melbourne i've seen a lot of events happening and a lot of like get togethers happening but there just doesn't seem to be that like attraction between um people that like sticks them together for like long periods of time it, it it does seem like a sort of like you get together in this one event and then like it happens but then everyone sort of like gravitates away again and it's really hard to like keep people together in that sort of sense i'm yes. just not sh- I, i'm just not sure like how to word it i guess glue would be the or like the attraction between people i i hear from different dance scenes around the world that like you know pe- people have these like huge communities spanning different cities and they all like they all come together and they they're all really sort of connected and like there's this real sense of connectedness between the people like a uh, even over long distances and like you mentioned how melbourne started off as like being segmented and things i was just wondering what your perspective like do you agree with um the whole idea of there being like a repulsion between people like the lack of attractiveness when we do have these events and like with your past experience um coming from a dance scene that probably looks very different from the dance scene today mm. how do you feel we've like changed and grown and where do you see it going to in the future 
there's, there's something I've been talking with Arna a lot about, man. Um, I, I would recommend you guys get Arna on this podcast. Like, she's she's been here longer than I have, and she's done so much more than I have. Um, I she's like a mentor to me. Like, uh, we speak quite often, especially because we work together. But her knowledge and her understanding, her insight, and her questions about the Melbourne dance scene and community is extensive. Okay, so ah, uh, it's it's so difficult because like it, it's not it, it's it's really like not just about the dance as well. Like you really got to like see how like Melbourne's a fast like a fast like yeah for sure. Um, and not only that, there's so much like opportunity here to do everything you want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like if you want to be a dancer then you're also juggling that with your goal to be a business owner to study this to work yeah. here to do these three other hobbies and then it's like oh do you know what i mean yeah um so there's that factor i think another thing is i think the the landscape of dance has changed like people are more inclined to just make a video or go to class to get that experience where back when i was because i came in the dance I came in when dance just when the whole dancing was really flourishing. I came in and then started to die down. Maybe I did something. But <laughs> <laughs> like I was watching it from afar and then I was watching it grow and all that stuff and it was heavily com- competition based, but that in turn made like there was people out there who were like crazy, like really good, super competitive and their their abilities were crazy and in turn it was inspiring like you'd go to these comps and you'd be like whoa i want to be like that and then you'd pop off your own crew there was a lot of underages um so like actual like dance parties and then they there would be crews competing at that place uh to if you like to experience dance you had to go to the event back in the day like now we experience dance so differently like you can just like uh, like we we just experience dance like a lot of it just watching or going to class but we don't experience it like at the parties or we don't experience it like at the jams um we feel like the jams is only for freestylers or we feel we feel like the comps are only for dance schools it's like our events yeah. aren't really catering for dance overall i i think that's ev- everyone's goal when creating events is that to cater for everyone but i don't know i i I don't know if it's like the marketing or if people just go oh no I'm part of this like we don't actually go to that because that doesn't fit like yeah, it's the mentality or like the identity sort of Yeah so if you look at like so I would say I'm a part of the same so if we look at our dance community our dance like there is a street culture I'm a part of you guys like our city choreography community you know what I mean and then you'll yeah. have and yeah. then I'm a part of you guys and then you'll have like the studios and then you'll have the freestylers and then you'll have then you'll have like the actual industry dancers. yeah yeah do you know what i mean like dance isn't it doesn't seem to be mingling within the segments or the sectors um that that was the hope with uh blueprint but i realized like that was only like probably two or three sectors that we were kind of fusing in But yeah, maybe it has something to do with the events that we're offering, where it's not like catering to everyone and people are easily easy to go. I don't fit that event. I'm not going. Or do you know what I mean? But yeah, like it, there's a lot to take take into account. Like when I hear when I listen to pioneers or people from the states talk about dance, they are still dancing in the clubs. You know what I mean? They're still going to clubs and dancing. Maybe we don't have clubs that are big oh. enough for for dancers. So if anyone's listening to this and they're like, "Oh my god, I've always wanted to create a club." Then it's like go go to that that club, like an actual uh nightclub. Do you know what I mean? You talk to other dancers and they're still dancing in the car parks. They're still freestyling on the streets, you know what I mean? And so it's like it, I feel like our culture, our Melbourne culture is very different to It, it 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 sounds like it doesn't have the resources to cultivate the same dance culture around the world. Ah, uh, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Like yeah. Uh, another thing that I explored with Arna was that our music doesn't support our dance. If you go over to the states, they are creating music and then there's dances that come with the music. You know what I mean? Like if you look at like mm, chicken noodle soup. Yeah. You know it's 
chicken noodle soup. It's gonna dance. If you got Dougie, teach me how it's Dougie. <laughs> you got yeah, you know, and that's been prominent since the 80s. Like there's this there's been dance and music has been like a, a thing that's been together over in the States. That's why it flourishes. Well over here, our music, there's like there's just music. And then you'll have musos. And then they do the way they enjoy the music is they 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 don't hard out dance like we do, but they feel it in themselves and they're like, you know what I mean? They're just they like to be a bit more. I mean, each to their own, but it's you know what I mean. The dance does doesn't necessarily come with the music. Mm. Yeah, so that's another yeah. factor. It's yeah. like it's almost as if Melbourne's like resources aren't like. Yeah, there's no like there's no critical mass where everyone sort of can come together and like share each other. It's like too a little bit here, a little bit there, and it sort of like fizzles away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's really interesting. There's so many things to take into account. And she looks like she's like she's like oh my god I got <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. yeah I did want to because that's a really interesting question that Zach raised because I think this similar question has kind of come into my mind as well because probably the reason why I started dance or like the first community that I encountered it is MMJ and MMJ is a it's a club and i guess uni clubs they are pretty social in nature if you compare mm. to starting out in something like a studio where it's about like okay you get your techniques down and it's like a very class structure yes and i think i was very fortunate that mmj had this very um genuine community vibe to it i think um like over the years i think a lot of the members at MMJ agree that this chill vibe or just being able to dance in a comfortable environment was something very important. And then I think as I as I branched out into the wider dance community and learned of these issues, I guess, or discussions about this community feeling in Melbourne, I was like, oh, I didn't know this was a thing. And I think that point about resources is very true because even as I went out into the city to do rehearsals for gigs or performances or like even like K-pop covers, I think here in Melbourne there aren't that many spaces for dances. And if it, I, I just thought if it's hard to find rehearsal space, how hard would it be to find a space where we can cultivate, you know, casual dance? environments and i think that might be a part of it like totally. if everyone in different parts of melbourne if different parts of suburbs if people want to come into the city to mingle i think it's hard to find a consistent space to do that in and that might be the reason why even though events come and go there's nothing that really brings us together maybe because it's hard to find a space to do that in because i yeah. think physical environment it would impact on our like spiritual community mm -hmm. and yeah and i think that that links to stuff like um parties and clubs there's no place for that in melbourne i think yeah if you go i think if you go to a party or club it's very social and not really about the dance aspect so i think a lot of people don't know that yeah yeah, no. yeah i feel you man i Totally. I think that's why, like, you guys, like, uh, the presidents of the clubs, you guys rock. Like, <laughs> I've been saying it for years, but <laughs> why isn't, like, these guys, man, like, you guys, like, have the, how you say, you guys have the resources. Um, when I learned about, uh, like, when I started searching about urban choreography, I'm like, how do urban choreography ma was made and all that stuff? And it, it was birthed from the, oh, not urban oh yeah, that style or that, um, that culture. It was birthed from like the collegiate teams, just like building and then creating these like dance troops. I'm like, well, our, our unis are doing that. And it's like, I think that's why it became really important that you guys started, beca started um, becoming part of the conversation of the overall dance conversation like so I think you, you, you've hit something on the head there Ashley about how you know I mean you enter the club and it has that community feeling and you guys have the space 
you guys have rehearsal you guys have classes and you guys have social events and that's like that's that's hardcore dance you know what i'm saying that's tight so maybe we should all go back to uni and join a club <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the answer nice <laughs> i like that i like that um perspective ash yeah and i i didn't realize that yeah now that i think about it the the spaces in the city and like i i guess even the safe ones where we aren't like being kicked out all the time and like asked to leave and you know be moved on yeah yeah we we don't really have that uh i guess like melbourne as a whole doesn't really have that like all the infrastructure needed to support our dancers yeah yeah definitely so yeah that's that's the hardest thing i think it would really require like honestly, i don't know maybe it's just a matter of constantly having like keep trying or maybe as we keep trying like it inspires like more people to take action or figure out how they can contribute to the community i feel like there's not one way to con- contribute to this community so i feel like if we continue to show consistency in our activity that other people will take suit and then those infrastructures and resources will begin to grow yeah well that's my uh, just a a thought so you mentioned earlier that like a lot of your experience and dance lessons that you've learned comes from the time that you spent in cruise and i think like we can resonate with that too because we're a club and we're very much social with dancing as well like for university dance club our main audience are beginners and people who have never danced before and a lot of them came to us looking for a reason to socialize not to dance mm. and part of our job is to make them feel welcome like of course make them feel like they're in a community but part of our job is also um inspire them to take up dancing and start their journey in dancing and like even though like this is not like patting myself on the back or like ourselves in the back but um i know a lot of dancers in melbourne nowadays in the community that start the, their dance journey in the university clubs but for us we're still like me and the other was still very much beginner when it comes to dancing and like but at the same time we take on a responsibility like we feel like we take on a responsibility to lead people into dancing as well even though we don't have a lot of experience so do you have any advices for us advice mm-hmm. any advices or any advices in general for university clubs for us to grow more to grow more oh as in like how do we integrate better with like the community they like how how do we sort of become like the bridge to the melbourne like the wider melbourne dancing yes. is that what you're trying to say yes thank yeah? you oh, okay and like how can we do that better and like mm. i don't know I- i'm just going to shoot this out there cuz i've thought about it before but yeah you know, this is a suggestion and i don't know if you guys are allowed but you guys are you guys allowed to do comps um like, yeah um, i mean thanks does um why am i yeah. thinking what what's it called <laughs> Uni session. Uni session. Yeah. <laughs> Funk says uni sessions um MDS does um get body well at the do comps is just um Oh no, intercoms. Oh, intercoms. I don't see why not. Ah, yeah. I think we are, but we just What's good? We don't have like a crew and like we yeah. can't intercom because we're like unique. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. I don't know, like because if you want to get better, you need something to get better for. Yeah, totally like you agree. need that goal. Like it is scary, but you start somewhere. Like, oh my god, if you see the first time I I was in a competition. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like I flew I flew the whole dance. <laughs> I didn't know any moves, but I flipped it all. I just knew that it was I mean like this move after this move after this move. I didn't know what it was going to in the song. I didn't know any of the technique. <laughs> um but then the thing that happens after a comp all the time is the sense of ah oh, I'm better than I was before. I can't believe I got mm, through that. Yeah. It, it's like it's anxiety inducing, but like with anything that's a challenge, you come out better. 
and then you're like when are we doing that again like <laughs> like that that next week after a comp you're sad because you miss you 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 kick it with these people the whole time you're training hard together you get closer to them kind of like how I was saying like the things I learned from being in the crew and then you're like yo what comp are we doing next because yeah i think and if you look at the collegiate teams in the states and not not to put the states on pedestal but like kind of just as a benchmark of the things that we could potentially do right is that they were competing you know what i mean the thing that really blew them up was that they were competing and then they had to get better you know what i mean um because yeah if you want your dancers to get better they need a goal like a showcase is nice but it doesn't like it doesn't cultivate and it not to sound too like competitive but it doesn't produce winners do you know what i mean and if you want to if you want to grow like strong people you need to put them into challenges to overcome those challenges so yeah even if like i don't know even if like you guys held a comp within just the clubs uh just to start that off or something like that might be cool i mean i don't know cuz then you you really 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 have to overcome people's like fears and doubts so yeah you can do like an invite of like you can do an invite for you can do an invite <laughs> for like actual dance dancers to come in and mentor those teams do you know what i mean oh yeah um, just so like it kind of alleviates the is that the right word i hope so yeah, alleviate yeah. Uh, the stress of oh my god i got to do this myself cuz back yeah. in the day like we had people, like the crews back then you you just go for it but then that was the culture the culture was if you wanted to dance if you wanted to be included in the in the in the uh the dance community and culture you made a crew like i remember uh, a family friend of mine she was like 12 at the time and she, her and her other three friends entered like a, a massive comp with like the the leading crews in Melbourne but like and there's just four of them and then they didn't do any transitions they just did core the whole way through but then that's like that's what you had to do if you wanted to dance and then they grew from that so maybe there's something that you can something you can do is to put the pressure on I don't know how much you want to do that cuz I don't know what your values are as a club like I don't know if you are about putting that kind of stress cuz there's that fear that you might become a like too comp heavy like it's like yeah good before you can come in you have to wear additions and then you know what I mean like all that kind of stuff which can all, all almost become more of an exclusive thing rather than an inclusive thing so you have to be careful with that um but that would be my suggestion for now i think yeah i think there's an opportunity there what comes what you say uh i guess beginner friendly for the university clubs beginner friendly for the university comps what comes are there uh i think there's adcc still that happens in june with finals in august uh adcc australian dance crew championships and stuff off gone there's I don't know there's still there's battlegrounds I don't know if it's like beginner friendly that one would kind of be intimidating but you know what like a lot of the crews that enter enter the comps here in Melbourne it's usually like the dance schools so if your if your teams go there like probably once they will see the they will become familiar with their competition like instantly So that's something that you can kind of, it's like overcoming that first barrier but there's not a lot of comps happening in Melbourne at the moment like there used to be so many comps but these days it's really dwindled because yeah people aren't making crews you know what i mean and so when people aren't making crews then people aren't coming to watch the shows and so it's starting to like but then i don't know you never know what if like the uni club just like rolled in one day and then it just blew up and it's like oh my god we got to go we got to go man like it's just <laughs> wild now so it's like you never know where the tipping point is but it's just a matter of action yeah I just wanted to add to that um when you said like the values of the club I had a look at the the funks um like our mission statement and how to think about like our values as committee we went through like a few workshops and I looked through like the history of funks and I guess one of the barriers to that sort of competitive and like I uh, not competitive like that mentality of like putting on the pressure like you said I I really like that but mm. I I guess yeah sometimes club values do get in the way and yeah. they yeah I'm just just wondering do you, do you have any advice to like not step around it or like not try to circumvent it but like how to still have that growth but just with like a different mentality not like putting the pressure putting the pressure hmm i think i think your your next best step is mentors mentors yeah yeah where you where people can feel where 
like supported and like supported um, yeah. mentors that like because when you say when you put a mentor on it, it might create the mental state of oh I'm gonna get I like I want like people who will sign up to a mentorship would be like I want to grow I want to be challenged and it's like it doesn't really step over someone like oh my god uh, expect this yeah. <laughs> um, but then again you need you need screening you know what I mean you need to make sure that you have policies in place that your mentor is abiding by your values because you don't want to like just because they're a good dancer just because they're a good teacher if they're like in there like screaming at your like yeah. <laughs> and like telling them to like like oh you can't if you are late then you do like 500 push-ups and it's like i don't know if that's like part of the val- like you know what i mean it's like you, you you'd have to really put in those kind of procedures and stuff in place because these days especially with our community like a lot of that kind of stuff is coming into question where we've been an unregulated um, industry for a very long time and in turn unspoken things have gone like under the rug and caused trauma for trauma for a lot of people uh, and so we now have a responsibility to like put these things in place these policies in place these zero tolerance things in place to understand our values and then make sure people understand that but in a way that is not also controlling so like that's the difficulty of being like a leader or like a, an owner of something right but the potential of providing growth or happiness to people i, I think that's the kind of things we got to keep in mind moving forward mm. yeah mm. no that's 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 helpful thank you oh good yeah. i hope i can help this is you know what you guys hit me at the right time because if you guys asked me like like three months ago none of this knowledge would be there <laughs> <laughs> like everything that's been happening in our dance community has just pushed me to be like okay like i love what i love what i do i love the people i love the community i love the culture what do i need to learn and i think that's what we have to do as as leaders we have to continuously learn and that's beneficial for us because then we grow as people and that's of course only beneficial for our lives as well so we're in a great position well thank you so much lowell for answering some questions regarding the dance community and your journey with inner movement and the philosophies that come with it as well um, and for the listeners please tune in to the next episode as we continue our conversations with lowell as we delve into a more personal side of his dancing journey.